Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to live, Mike. <laughs> Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah, let us know if you can see us. Let us know if you can hear us. Record button there. Thank you, Shane. Mm. Shane's letting me know. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Another weekend of action. Oh, yeah. Greatest time of the week right here coming up. I, I, I love it because it's like I've already got my picks in, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and all week. I don't know about you, Mike. I thought I had it figured out. I thought I had this week nailed that yeah. I may go perfect. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then the closer it gets, the more nervous I get about the scores, and I'm putting them in, and then I'm changing them, and I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, well, this could happen, or that could happen. You know, there's I, I, I've been telling you all week, Mike, it's been, and I don't know if it's Halloween's in the air or what, but yeah. there's something going on. It, it just feels a little off, like we're going to have some damn drama. I mean, now, obviously, there's, there's plenty of drama on Twitter right now. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that sign coming, but... Uh, it, it is going, I feel like this weekend is going to be, I've been saying it all weekend, brother, and I may be wrong. It may just be total blowouts and <laughs> we not have any good games, but I don't know, brother. I think we're going to have an upset or two. And to your point, Shane, you know, we don't, we never talk about what we're going to, you know, yeah. I, I literally never know what you're going to say. I just mm-hmm. hope and pray it's not something that'll get us <laughs> banned or kicked off or something. But, um, yeah, right to your point, I'm going to, I'm going to open a cold one too, a twisted tea here. Come on now. I changed one of my picks about an hour ago. Yeah. Because we haven't revealed them. But all week I was I was going with one team. I switched it up to another. And when we get there, I'll let you know. I I think you'll be able to figure it out. But <laughs> that was not the only one I considered. I considered changing uh-huh. a lot of these. So yeah, I mean this this there's only five games. Right. They're all SEC. Yeah. It's just because we got some people on a bye. We're seeing the, you know, these Florida fans are fired up. Them saying, please, God, don't lock up them dogs. Uh, Man, we got some people fired up. You know what? Absolutely. And that was another one. I kept going back and forth on which team to lock down. And, again, which camera am I at? This one right right here. here. You know, this guy has not made – what, he was 1 and 10, 1 and 11? Mm-hmm. This guy – one and oh. <laughs> maybe two maybe two and oh. I don't know. I, I will say this. When I did the picks last week, the week prior, um, I did that before I got my glasses and then I got them here. I'm very superstitious. I, I am very like I don't know if you guys are, but especially with gambling and sports and work and stuff like that, I I, I have a tendency to use you know, superstitious as a, as a thing. And um, I, I think maybe the glasses reversed it. You know, we had a big win for Ole Miss last week. But more importantly, that put me at the 1-0. and So people are freaking out on my bookie. They don't know what to do yeah. because they're saying, hey, Shane's 2-11. and Yeah, he got lucky last week, but most likely he's going to screw things up again. And you're probably right. But until <laughs> then, I feel like this is like a new chapter for, for Cousin Shane. Right. As uh, UGA Chris says, Dr. Shane undefeated. <laughs> How about it? Uh, Joshua says, Dr. Shane's my spirit animal. So you're getting a lot of love in these comments here, buddy. I concur. 
<laughs> I concur. <laughs> All right, so we're going to pick the games in just a second. Yes. But before we do, love to give out my prize picks selections. Don't forget, head on over to Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports. And you put in that promo code SEC over at Prize Picks, they're willing to uh, double your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you could have 200 bucks in your account today and all you it's just going to take 100 bucks with that promo code SEC and it's it's not just college football it's NFL uh I think baseball basketball you know w- yeah. whatever sports in season I only know SEC yeah. but the rest they got you covered at Prize Picks so are you buddy ready to hear my Prize Picks Absolutely you know it's Prize Picks you may not know who's going you may be like Shane say I don't know who's going to win I don't know who's going to lose but I bet this guy has a hell of a game, you know, and that's what I like about it. Isn't you're not really picking wins and losses. You're picking somebody to just have a breakout performance and somebody that you're expecting. So I yeah, prize picks, I'm all in. All right. How about this one? You you are not gonna like it. Oh no. <laughs> but that's how I know it's a winner. Yeah. Joe Milton under two hundred and thirty two and a half passing yards mm-hmm. at Kentucky. If this was in Neyland Stadium, maybe I'd go over, but I don't know, 232 and a half passing yards against them, Kentucky Wildcats. I say under. What say you? Well, I mean, he played – this is a better defense than Alabama, right? So, oh, wait, no, it's not, Mike. So, I'm not <laughs> a fan of this pick. So, But I get where you're coming from, but I, I, I think we're going to get a lot more action from Joe Milton. Okay. Who knows, maybe even a little – Back and forth with those guys. I'm hoping. I'm not hoping, but it could be a shootout. Who knows? Yeah. All right. How about this one, Shane? Yeah. Now this is. I like this one. This is a lock. Trevor Etienne, mm-hmm. outstanding Florida running back, over thirty-three and a half rushing yards against them. George. I know Georgia's elite. Yeah. But thirty-four rushing yards. I feel like Trevor Etienne is going to get me at least thirty-four rushing yards. What say you? I like it because you're looking at Florida's two losses and what did they have trouble doing, getting ETN going. So I think, obviously, that's going to be an emphasis if they're going to hang in there with the Georgia Bulldogs. So, yeah. And that's that's one quarter. if It's one run, you know, if he breaks it. Yeah. So, yeah, give me the over there. And then one last one. This I mean, this is a gimme. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a gimme. Jackson Dart uh-huh. over – Half a rushing touchdown against Vanderbilt because he's he's well, you know people that don't watch Ole Miss don't know he's he's like a fullback back there yeah. he loves to run the ball he's got tons of rushing touchdowns Jackson Dart give me at least one rushing touchdown against Vanderbilt mm, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game so you're telling me one score is not going to be Dart darting in the end zone come on now yeah yeah well <laughs> old uh, old Jenna here she's she's a bulldog yeah. She says, we'll give the Gators 34 yards. <laughs> <laughs> even, the, even the Bulldogs are on it. You know what? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the action, brother, because we got yeah. so many good SEC games. And, again, we, we like to go in order of the kickoffs. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, South Carolina yeah. at Texas A&M, Shane. Aggies, 4-3. and three. South Carolina, 2-5. and five. Aggies at home, favored by 14 and a half points. Noon Eastern, 11 Central on ESPN. Mm-hmm. The over-under, 54 total points. They call this the battle for the bottom trophy, Shane. A&M was 8-0 all yeah. time, but South Carolina won last year 30-24. to We got us a ball game here, Shane. It sounds like Xavier Leggett yeah. 
I think he will play in this matchup. That could certainly help the Gamecocks as they try to go on the road and upset the Maggies. Who do you like in the game? Oh, they're going to need him. They're going to absolutely need him unless they know all the signals down there in College Station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody else is talking about it. I'm going to bring it up. But, yeah. uh, I, brother, these, these are two coaches back against the wall, and I think one more than the other. You know, Beamer's getting shit right now. He's he's getting beat up with his uh with his, you know, with this news of the stealing of signs and then you got the foot broken, you got yeah. You know, the this again, in the news for the wrong wrong reasons here. Joshua says, "I don't think Jimbo's smart enough to steal signals." <laughs> no, no, he didn't need it back in the nineties. He don't need it now, you know, <laughs> bullheaded bastard. That's why he's in trouble down there right now. But I think with Texas A and M, this was a must needed bye week. You know this right. this was a this was a hey. I'm, I'm not saying come to Jesus, but I would. I feel like this is a rally for those guys and say, hey, we still got a lot to fight for this season. And in particular, my, our coach, our head coach. And I don't yeah. know if they're all in on it, but I would imagine. I mean, he recruited them down there. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that they take the step forward. And South Carolina is going to have to play a flawless game. I, I, I truly believe it. And you're looking at the records and you're saying, hey, you know, Texas A&M, 4-3, and three, South Carolina, 2-5. and five, It's at noon. Nobody's watching this game. Yeah. You know, but there's an opportunity. That this is a really, really exciting football game, Mike, because I do like, I do like the offense of South Carolina, uh, other than the offensive lineman, and I think that's what's holding me back from making this, putting this on any type of upset alert, is that offensive line just has not figured it out. And Texas A and M, an extra week to rest, these boys are going to have their ears pinned back, and they are going to live in the backfield with, uh, with a uh, rattler there. So yeah. South Carolina, I, I find I feel like they get a few points on the board, but Texas A&M actually runs away with this rivalry Ooh. and the trophy again. Texas A&M thirty-five, South Carolina seventeen. Beamer drops to two and six after this one. Alternate prize pick Shane over under half broken bones by Beamer in the in the. <laughs> is, are you taking the over? Are you taking the under? Where are you going? Uh, I think he's a little more careful these okay. days, you know, okay. but crazier things have happened, you know. So you must have inside knowledge, Shane, that um, <laughs> I guess the Gamecocks, they don't, they don't have any of the Aggies' signals? Don't. None of them. And uh, I would imagine, I mean, that's <laughs> obviously what's going to, but do you even want the signals? I mean, we're not talking about a juggernaut over here on the offense these that, lately, but maybe still some of the defense signals. Yeah. No, I got you. Well, Shane, I got you um, some data here. Oh, numbers. Which suggests, yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right, brother. Carolina, they've lost three in a row, we know. Mm -hmm. But the seven teams they've played, yeah, 40 and 10 combined record. And this is something you've kind of hinted at, that maybe we're, uh, you know, selling short Carolina and what they face. They face some elite teams here which a lot of teams will be two and five if they face these teams they had to face, Shane. But <laughs> they've got the, uh, according to scoring efficiency, the 13th best defense in the SEC. That's pretty bad. 
and the 14th best offense scoring efficiency in the SEC. So, uh, I mean, you literally, well, unless there were 14 in both, you yeah. literally could not get worse than what South Carolina's been. A&M's had two weeks to prepare. Man, this is going to be tough, brother. And I, I, this is the key to the game, I really do think. Carolina, last in the SEC in allowing sacks mm-hmm. and 127th in the country in sacks allowed. And this is not the team you want to be facing that can't protect their quarterback. Right. Because I th- I fully believe, Shane, I think Spencer Rattler can carry them yeah. to a win. But they got to keep them clean. Yeah. And they got to give them time. And uh, they, they can't run the ball. So, I mean, they got nothing if not for Spencer. But I'm right there with you. And, and I hate to say it, Shane, we got the same exact score. No way. 35-17 A&M, which that means we like AM, A&M not only to win but to cover in yeah. this ball game, but we've kind of hinted at it, Shane. I mean, will A&M fans, you think they'll get if, – if they win this game in the convincing fashion uh-huh. that we are projecting, do you think they'll sit here and say, maybe we can rally, maybe we can go 9-3, and three. this this season is not lost, or are we to the point where they'll be like, oh, by God, we beat 2-6 and six Carolina, yeah. like I'm not getting on the Jimbo bandwagon. What What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I think it's divided. I think you're going to have half the fan base because I, I, I love A and M fans, but some of them are just so damn nice, you know. Some of them just they they all yeah. very optimistic, always looking for the brighter side of things, and you know they just maybe haven't been in the SEC long enough, you know. Right. Because us old farts, it's been around for a while. If you <laughs> if you have a season like Jimbo's having the last couple of years, you're, we're out. We're out on the coaches. So I think we're torn because. There are some uh, Aggie fans that are very, very upset with where they're at right now in the season. Yeah. And even beating South Carolina, yeah, I, I'm not putting that as a feather in their cap right now. You know, they still got a lot to prove. But how they win, if they win, so I, I think that's important. You know, something that a and just not doing is is having blowouts against SEC opponents. So right. um, that could that could definitely earn you some, some stripes. But – I think this game really comes down to out of the gate momentum and because both of these teams, when they do get punched in the mouth and they're down, it seems like the wind comes out of their sails a little bit, Yeah, you know, not so much the coaching, not so much the fans, but more the players. And, and like, here we go again, you know, because these, they both programs have had some, some bad times this season. So I, I think it's very, very important in this game to come out, strong either either one and whichever one does whoever's winning winning the first quarter i think wins the game how about this comment from ben shane if south carolina wins a and m storms the field to fire jimbo (laughs) 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 and we got some comments in here shade uh great minds think alike but also as ken points out Double cousin curse, well, alive I mean, and well, it's right alive here. and well. It could happen. <laughs> South Carolina fans are—they're so happy. I'm not locking them down anymore. You know, <laughs> they're due. It'd right. be big though. That'd oh. be a big one. That'd be a massive upset for for Beamer and company to go to College Station and beat Texas A and M. Yeah, I mean, forget the records. It's Texas A and M, and the next four all at home. Doesn't yeah. mean they'll win yeah. them all, but we know what an elite home field. Have. You could. You could realistically end the season on a five five game winning streak, yeah, and all that goes out the window, and we're building, baby, we're back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, big, big. If uh, battle South here. Carolina wins this, you uh, you're gonna break a bone. No, <laughs> <laughs> that will not be. The yeah, we've got no. a little too extreme with these bets now. All right, how about this one, Shane? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Auburn hosting Mississippi State. Tigers favored by six and a half points at home. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on the SEC Network. Over, under, somehow, some way, Shade, is 41 and a half total points. Auburn leads the all-time series 65 to 29 with two ties put in there. But Mississippi State's won two in a row yep. against Auburn. Of course, that coach is long gone. Thank, yeah. thank the Lord he's gone. But uh, so – you know, a lot a lot of people looking at this. We've got four and three Mississippi State, three and four Auburn. Not that enthused, but this is a huge one for both these fan bases. Who do you like in the bowl game? Who do you like at quarterback? It's going to be Mike Wright. At I'm the pretty whole sure. Game, do you I, don't, think? I don't think Will Rogers yeah. plays. You don't think he plays or dresses out or anything? No, okay. sir. So it's bad that I already made my pick and didn't even know that. You know, because <laughs> I'm, my my problem. With, well, let me just go ahead and get this out of the way, Mike. Okay. I got to lock somebody down. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I got to lock somebody. And the, this is the one that, that I've I've gone round and around with, you know, because, again, I was – I think I gave Mississippi State more credit than you did this week with, with that win over Arkansas. Yeah. And and I see, I see sparks and I see – I see moments with this Auburn team of greatness and potential to to really be something this season. But these two programs just can't get on the same page. They can't do a complete game, it feels like sometimes, you know. And right. to, to, to say that last week was a success for Mississippi State, yeah, was it? Sure, you won, and that's what it's about, but – was it, you know, and it, is this something that the the next chapter of Mississippi State that they're just going to take off and all of a sudden become a, a great program or a lockdown defense? You know, there's a real shot that this game is a race to seven, you know, because <laughs> Auburn cannot throw the ball down the field to save my life. I, I don't quite grasp that because I know that they have potential. We've seen uh, we've seen these guys. I mean, they're averaging, I think, 150 yards passing a game, which is crazy. Um, and their rushing attack's not much better. I mean, there's flashes. Hunter, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete, but it's still, it's just this offense is lethargic at times. But I really love Auburn's defense, and I really, really love home field advantage this year, Mike. And I think it's very important for teams that just aren't dominant to have that. And And you're looking at – what? Joshua says cut Hugh Freeze is going to put Professor Shane on his naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, m- maybe, maybe. I feel like, brother, I feel like this is the week we finally get some offense from Auburn. I just it, it's almost it was so much of a joke. And you think about those home games, you know, Georgia, Ole Miss, these are Opponent. These are tough dudes. These are guys we're talking about potentially winning an SEC or at least getting to an SEC championship. So I don't think we're we can't. I don't think we're giving enough credit to some of the losses Auburn's taken here. This is a big win, Mike. This is a big win for Hugh Freeze. They knock down Mississippi State Bulldogs. They start reeling again. Lockdown for the week. Auburn twenty-eight. Mississippi State ten. Twenty-eight to ten. Barn burner. Barn burner. I'm throwing up your uh, little image you sent me here. 
that's a good one that's a good one oh yeah the golden eagle yeah get it well tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong man we are the the comments they're they're dying right now and appreciate you for we got a shout out shoelace sooner he he gave us 100 bucks before he just threw uh i assume he he she whoever you are we really do appreciate your shoelace 20 bucks shane Love the show. Keep it up, fellas. That's what she said. <laughs> so I do, we do appreciate you. Can't wait for Oklahoma to come into this league. Oklahoma's playoff bound, in my opinion, for that $20. Hell, I thought it already. I think they're elite. But can't wait for that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, Shane. And I sure did bury Mississippi State all yeah. week long. We got the Hale State fans mad as hell, Shane, that I'm not giving them any credit. We're beating lowly Arkansas mm-hmm. on the road. Arkansas, Arkansas looks so bad, they turn around and fired their offensive coordinator, and they're sitting here saying, well, by God, don't we get no credit? Well, yeah. I mean, we shut them down. We shut them down so bad they had to fire them. No, because Sam Pittman out here saying, we this is a must win. We lost it, so it was a must fire somebody. Yeah, That's what they think of your program. That's what they think of Mike Wright. That's what they think of Zach Arnett, who I think has gotten his hands more on the defense and and maybe that is why we saw a little bit of a spark from the Mississippi State defense. But Shane, can they realistically Mississippi State win two conference games in a row on the road with their starting quarterback out with uh, Marks? I, he played well. He scored the only touchdown in the game yeah. last week. So you were mentioning he had that stick on his foot yeah. or whatever. But I mean, he's banged up. He's their star playmaker. That's a tall, tall task, brother. And I cannot thank you enough. For locking down them Auburn Tigers. Because I got Mississippi State going on the road, beating Auburn 2017. This is the one, Shane, where I flipped it. Yeah. And I swear, I didn't I didn't tell you this before, did I? I didn't tell you who it was, but I, I just got this feeling, Shane. I think Hugh Freeze, and this is blasphemy. You know, we always, we always got to get on board with these new coaches. Everything's going to be great. He's done it before. He's a master of offense. He, he's a master of none. Is what it looks like with right. this. I mean, they they seem completely out of sync. They don't know which quarterback to play. When they change quarterback, they got to change play caller. They're getting booed at home. Mm-hmm. The only thing keeping them together is Jarquez Hunter and the defense. Yeah, and the defense even the, the dam kind of broke a little bit. I th- I think Ole Miss was sleepwalking. Right. Otherwise, they would have beat the brakes off him. I really do think. And can the, can these fans? Are they going to keep showing up? Keep you know keeping them in that ball game? I don't I don't know. I'm, I ain't buying it. So. This was a rope-a-dope, Shane. I was bagging on Mississippi State all week. I'm back. I'm back on the bandwagon. We needed to see Mike Wright. Mm-hmm. This is what people have been calling for. Get him more involved. Let him run the, more on the show. He did it last week through a pick right out the gate. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> but that showed me something, Shane. When you throw a pick, your first pass on the road, and you still put it together and, and come away with a win, that's very difficult for a, a team to do in the Southeastern Conference. So, Give me Mississippi State to get two in a row, take a big step towards yeah. making a bowl game. And uh, if that happens, Shane, what will the narrative be around the SEC? Hugh Freeze can't win a damn league game. Yeah. Mississippi State a couple – I mean, it would – it would it wouldn't gar- – it, it would, what it would do, Shane, it would guarantee, I think, Auburn, Arkansas, the loser is going to be dead last in the SEC West somewhere where – Neither one of those fan bases expects to be. You know what? Yeah. Well, I, I it's it's kind of not fair, Mike. I, I think Auburn is in a situation where if they win, 
it's a bigger win. But if they lose, it's a bigger loss for Mississippi State, if if that makes sense. So it's 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 almost like a win win situation for Hugh Freeze. I, I'm not saying that that a loss is beneficial by no means, but the rope is long. At, I mean, they they're in. You know, when you go to bed with Hugh Freeze, yeah. Well, <laughs> that sounds like a joke, and I'm not going there. But they're in it, and they're going to be in it for a while. So there's no pressure. But I think there's internal pressure. I think he came there expecting to tear shit up in in the SEC, and and he's a you know every coach at this level is is prideful and you know you know cocky and yeah. and he wants to come out and prove that he was the right hire and that other SEC teams should have took a shot on him earlier because there's a lot of people that said no. So right, I, I'm I'm not out on Hugh Freeze even if he loses his game, but. You know, we do question things, and, and mainly the the offense. Because yeah, when you're coming into the season, that's what we said. Well, we at least we know the offense is going to be good. Right. And it hasn't been. So do they take that big step forward? I think there's a shot here. Um, Mississippi State, if, if they come out and play like they did against Arkansas defense-wise, Auburn could be in a mess. But there's a chance that they come out like they have the – four games prior to that. Right. And Auburn all of a sudden looks like a damn juggernaut on that side of the ball. And not saying that this is necessarily going to happen and, and no one's going to take kindly to this, but if Auburn loses, yeah, I think they'll spin it, especially Hugh. He's a master of the spin job. Mm-hmm. And he'll just say, <laughs> that was pun intended. Uh, I, I think he'll come out and say, you know, we got a long way to go. Yeah. And maybe y'all underestimated what I inherit. You know, he'll he'll do yeah. like it ain't my fault. You know, he'll he'll be he chooses his words carefully, but it'll be that's what the message will be. Yeah. Why don't expect me to beat Georgia? And you're you, you know you're hoping that we steal one against LSU right. or, or or Bama, and we just lost Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be the message. And, and the main he'll say, we gotta fix it in recruiting. Yeah. He'll use it as recruiting because yeah. he is great at that. Absolutely. And that's what they'll propel them to probably sign a couple more guys because they'll be saying, God, we need you bad. We can't yeah. beat Mississippi State. So he'll find a way to spin it. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I just I love the jokes, you know. Here we are, <laughs> damn near 40, 40 years old. I am over 40, and I feel like I'm in high school still. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, don't forget, Shade, to, uh, we are sponsored by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that. S-E-C, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C. And if you put in that promo, they're willing to give you 200 bucks cash to bet with today. No strings attached over at mybookie.ag today. I mean, we, we got to bet Mississippi State now, or they got to. Because you're 2 and <laughs> 11 what, two and eleven all the yeah. year. I mean, you're not going to get better percentages than that anywhere on the Internet. But uh, are, are you feeling more confident, less confident, now that you know I'm going Mississippi State? Does that, does that change any of your confidence level at all? No, I'm going perfect this week. So okay. Okay. I, I think if you're on my bookie and you're getting that free money we're sending your way, I think you need to put it on them Auburn Tigers because <laughs> I feel a streak of brewing. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real Brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. 
No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. All right, how about uh, next matchup, Shane? Big time. Big time night game in the SEC. Tennessee at Kentucky. Yeah. They're both 5-2. and two. They're both 2-2 two and two in conference play. Tennessee lost last week. Kentucky coming off a bye. The Vols, Shane, favored by three and a half on the road. Seven o'clock Eastern, six Central, nationally televised ESPN, over under 51 and a half points. Tennessee leads the all-time series 83 to 26 with a lot of ties, nine ties throwing. I don't know what's up with that. Tennessee's won two in a row, and last year they won 44 to six. Kentucky is coming off a bye. But they were coming off about of last year, mm-hmm. sharing the lost 44-6. What you got in the ball game? Oh, Mike, one of my favorite games. Always been my favorite game, but really, since we've been doing this podcast and we implemented the bourbon bet, it's got a little more mustard on it, you know? <laughs> and because I will say I've been on both sides. I have been the one going to the mailbox to pick up a brand new bottle of Kentucky bourbon. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so sweet. Sending the pictures, you know, showing it to the to my friends and letting them know, you know, the losers that Kentucky were this week, you know. Yeah. I've also been on the other side. And it's a long walk, man, when you got to go into that package store and find some Tennessee whiskey and track down mailing addresses and <laughs> go to the post office and tell them you're sending olive oil, you know. It, it's 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 a process and it's and it's like you have you you it's another full day of reliving and and the whole time you're like damn why didn't we do this or why didn't we do that we were so close and and there's there's been some really close matchups between these two programs and you talk about we talked about at the start of this at this um this show this is one of the games that is going around in my mind. I have played both scenarios in my mind where Tennessee flops and Kentucky runs away with the game. Yeah. And I've come away with they catch fire and they Tennessee's back and 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 not looking back, you know. So I, I've gone back and forth. The problem is they have been looking back. They're looking back to last year, South Carolina. They're looking back to Alabama with the penalties. Of course, again, most of that's fandom. Most of that's us. I would imagine this locker room has dialed in because they're going to need to be. You cannot overlook Kentucky. And Kentucky up here begging people to sell out the stadium, you know? I mean, yeah. that's that's not what I want to hear coming in this rivalry game. So I go back and forth with what is this game going to look like? And I'm going to tell you, Mike, it's going to come down to the damn wire. I know it. But you know who's going to have the ball the last time they go across the goal line? Everybody knows. I'm scared to find out. Tennessee Volunteers, <laughs> baby. I'm I'm thinking that this is a close matchup. Yeah. And it's going to go back and forth. And I, and I told you earlier this week, I think it comes down to defense yeah. and mistakes. And Ooh. both programs make a lot of mistakes. Kentucky dropping, Leary not getting things open, uh, Joe Milton not running the ball when he should, you know, defense letting up a big play. There are going to be mistakes made in this game. I just think Tennessee makes one less than Kentucky. Okay. Score, Tennessee Volunteers 28, Kentucky 21. 
Ooh. <laughs> and shout out Sho- uh, Shoelace Sooner. Yeah. They up their up their uh, donation, Shane. hundred yeah. bucks. All right. I wasn't trying to shame you by saying you gave us hundred before, but <laughs> thank you, thank you. We do appreciate it. So, and uh, they said uh, they got Tennessee by ten, so you are gonna like them, Shane. They said go Vols and Boomer Sooner. Well, uh, before before I did this, Bourbon Bets, we got two couple guys, new guys. We added two this year mm-hmm. from Kentucky. Um, one actually used to play for University of Kentucky, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch Wilburn, and then we've got uh, Jared. Sly from him and his friend Ben. They got a bourbon uh uh YouTube channel that they do. So I know I'm gonna get some mighty Ooh. fine booze this weekend, but I'm still Todd's in it, uh Ollie's in it, yeah, and then Nick Rouse, he's been dodging me because he knows he's gonna be going to the package store, but he made his bet at Media Day. So yeah, all the boys be ready. I'll be sending out my address uh Sunday, probably Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, uh, huge fans of Nick Roush and Kentucky yeah. oh, Sports yeah. Radio and everything they got, but he is a tough one to track down when he owes <laughs> you some bourbon, isn't he? That, that's all I'll say about that. But, uh, man, I'm right there with you. I, th- I think it's going to be one hell of a matchup, Shane. I can't. I can't. I'm torn. Yeah. I truly am. I mean, we got, by uh, scoring efficiency, Kentucky, number six defense in the SEC. Tennessee, number 10 scoring offense. Big advantage, Kentucky. The other side, it's about dead even. Kentucky, number two scoring offense. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, number three scoring defense. So, neck and neck. Tennessee is 0-2 on the road this year. They've lost four of their last five SEC games on the road. Date back to last season. Mark Stoops, though, 5-7 and seven after a bye. Losing record, Shane. And I, I mentioned last year, well, it was this game. Yeah. They, they got destroyed. Heupel, 11-2 after a loss. So, I mean, he's he knows how to make the adjustments. Uh, the the top three rushers in, in yards per rush in the SEC in this game chain: Ray Davis number one, Jalen Wright number two, Dylan Sampson number three. So we've got some elite runners, and both teams good against the run. Kentucky's number two in the SEC stopping the run. Tennessee's number five. Ray Davis leads the SEC in rushing touchdowns. Maxwell Harrison leads the SEC in interceptions. <sighs> Gonna be one hell of a game, Shane. One hell of a game, and I think Shane. I think the loser of this game. I mean, there's a small chance that Tennessee can still save the season by beating the likes of Missouri on the road and Georgia at home. That's a tall task. Yeah, you know. I think in reality, if you're you're a diehard Vol, you're thinking best case we split those. Mm-hmm. But you got to win this one too. Otherwise, major step back. I think from last year, and everybody yeah. knows it. So Kentucky, this is their Super Bowl. This is the one they want. If they drop it three in a row with some tough games coming up, hmm, I don't know, Shane. At home, at night, Honda Morristown, Tennessee, twenty-seven, Kentucky, twenty-eight. I think uh, the Wildcats get it at home and, and get some revenge. For last season, by field goal, at, uh, you know, safety, something, something crazy is going to happen in this ball game. But we'll not be surprised if Tennessee wins it. But I'm glad we didn't go double cousin curse. I'll tell you that. Well, and, and I'm not going to. You were talking earlier about do I do I worry about the the double cousin curse? And typically, I don't because I always feel like I'm going to be right. But 
when I did the Tennessee and then you were talking, I was like, holy shit, I hope you don't pick Tennessee because there is, again, I don't, I'm a little superstitious and I don't want all our eggs in, in too many baskets here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you went the opposite did, way. Did you say Rick? Was he one of the ones you're sending? Rick Bowman? Rick Bowman? He just said, I notified the post office of olive oil shipment. I mean, I think he's just trolling, <laughs> but that would that, be yeah. what I thought. Yeah. How, how disappointed, though, will you be? I mean, besides the bourbon, but just with the season. if t- Because if you, yeah. can't be, if you can't beat Kentucky, which eh, I'm not trying to completely trash, because these teams are, I, I just read all yeah. the stats. They're about equal. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trashing them, but I think Missouri's better. Clearly, I mean Missouri smoked them, and Georgia smoked them too. So that's not to say Tennessee can't flip flip a switch and and beat both those. But to me, it seems very unlikely. If you can't beat Kentucky, that you can beat those teams. So I I don't know. I I think you're on the verge of losing some fans. Not you know they're not. I'm not saying that they're not going to love Kentucky or they're not going to love Tennessee, but they're not going to go to the games anymore. Yeah. You know, um, they're, they're going to be negative. They're going to say, well, this was a terrible hire. That was a terrible, you know, recruit or pickup or whatever, you know, I I think that's where we're at with, with both of these or why wouldn't we start this guy? And, you know, the negative Nellies are, they're going to, they're right there at the surface. Yeah. You know, and we all got it. We all got that evil side in us where we <laughs> want to just pile on, uh, you know, when, you know, misery loves company. But I, I, this is a very big game for both of these programs, like you said. It's it's a trajectory, and either you're going in the right way or the wrong way. And one of these teams, both of these teams need a win, yeah. but both of them cannot afford to lose and, and maintain the momentum that they've had here the last couple of years. So, um. Yeah, Michael uh, Kelly, Shane. He says, "I think Shane's about to be drunk from all this bourbon he's about to win." <laughs> and then stand on business. You're gonna like this one. Did Michigan give Kentucky the Tennessee blueprint? <laughs> I did. You know, one thing I I noticed on this, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the coaches that oh, I can't remember where he was at in Texas or something like that. He was talking about the headsets. Did you hear that? Uh. Uh-uh. But like, they need to do that. Yeah. That Just do away with all this stupidness. NFL has them. Uh, some high school squads have them. But for some reason, college doesn't have them. And then, then we can get rid of all that stuff, on the, all that shit on the sideline and the you know the different pictures and the red, green, and yeah. blue shirt people. And, yeah, just get rid of it. Don't, don't make it. We, this doesn't have to. But then somebody will probably end up tapping it. And you let, know, let me ask you this, though, because I, I, don't, I don't want people to yeah. think that um, – you know, I'm just trying to be difficult or just trying to yeah. be different. But we have said, remember, we did our, um, now you didn't completely agree with me, but remember, we did our like home field advantage show yeah. in the off season. We put Kentucky pretty, or at least I, I put them pretty damn low. I think yeah. like 11th best home field in the SEC. I, I, I can't, I may be off, but it was around yeah. there, maybe number 12 even. And they, they were all said, remember that one game three years ago? Like they could, they, they could only cite like one game yeah. or two. We beat Dan Mullen. We beat Dan Mullen, and they turned around and fired him. We beat Coach O, yeah. yeah, and they turned around and fired him. You know what I mean? So maybe I'm overrating Kentucky's home field advantage. Do you think that's fair? And and what about, you know, it's kind of a running joke. We know all about it, Shane. Florida owns Tennessee, mm-hmm. but Tennessee owns Kentucky. Does, do you think that plays into a game like this? Because it, it, it almost it's almost hard not to look into that. 
How could Kentucky not go into this game like, God, you were hurting. This is the team that owns us. They beat us every time. We have 10 win seasons. We can't beat them. Now, it's not like they, they're they 1,000 and 0 against them, but they, I mean, 90, yeah. 85% of the time they lose to Tennessee. It, do you buy into that at all? That, that maybe even Kentucky is better, which you're not saying, but they could be, and they have been, and yeah. they still lose this game. There, there's some I, kind of hex there. I, I get what you're saying, and, and that's a good point. And I think sometimes when you think of home field advantage, you think of certain games, like you said. Uh, or I know what the reference is, that, that Kentucky, yeah. uh, you know, the block and all that stuff. So, right. yeah, there's there's moments where that stadium is rocking, and, and it still could rock this Saturday. I'm not saying it's not going to, but it's going to take some big plays, which neither team is really doing. And, right. And, and I get the concern of, hey, we've – I think it's the opposite. I, I think it's – Tennessee should be more concerned of overlooking a program that you've handled the last few years because you don't have the 22 – you know, the 22 balls. This is a different squad. And and when Kentucky turns on the tape, they see a team that's beatable. They see a team that, hey, if we play our cards right, we can beat these guys. So – um, but there is, you know, I hate to say it because you do it with Bama, you do it with Georgia, you do it with these other squads that notoriously kick your ass and you're just thinking, but I don't think Tennessee's there yet like they were in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I still think this is uh, going to be a, a good environment, a loud environment. You know, all SEC program, all SEC stadiums are the same. Maybe for uh, Gary Danielson, you know. We, so We may have just got the comment of the year. I'll be the judge. And let's not, let's not hold this man to it because I don't want any of he's, – he's an elite commenter, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone to, like, die of alcohol poisoning or anything. But Danny, he's on all the show. We really appreciate you, Danny. If Kentucky beats Tennessee, he says he'll drink 17 beers for every point <laughs> Kentucky beats Tennessee. <laughs> he's that confident in Tennessee. Oh, but again, yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> – Absolutely. You be careful. You know that beer thing. That I got nervous in that one. You know, because I've never timed alcohol before. You know, like I've got to drink this within a certain time. That's a game you play when you're in college. Yeah. We're not yeah. We're not there anymore. Well, I felt my blood pressure go out. I don't know if you could tell my face gets red. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, I was like, I better – Better be careful here, you know. So, yep. doctor pulled me on that one. All right, how about this matchup, Shane? Vanderbilt, yeah, at Ole Miss. How about that? Ole Miss favored by twenty four and a half points. Seven thirty mm-hmm. Eastern, six thirty Central on the SEC Network. Over under sixty three total points. Ole Miss leads the all time series fifty three to forty, and Ole Miss has won four in a row. Last year, Vanderbilt. Had the lead at halftime. Yep. Remember that? I was like, oh, my God. But then they won 52-28. So, <laughs> who you got in the ball? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's, it's kind of nice talking about Vanderbilt at the end of the show. You know, usually they, they get knocked out pretty early here. Right. Um, this could be a fun game. I don't think it's going to be a competitive game, but I think it'll be fun to watch because both teams can score points. Vanderbilt's been able to do that, two, three scores a game. I'm not expecting any different this week. Uh, scared Georgia for a little bit, not really, but you know, kind of. They 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 made them make mistakes, and yeah, and and I think about this game last year, like you said, being locked up at halftime. But part of the reason that I'm picking the score, I'm about to tell you, Mike, is because of that particular game. Lane Kiffin 
He he's not going to come out here and say he watches those gambling lines, but by God, he does. Because if you watch some of the play calling at the end of that game, you know he was clearly chasing yep. the spread here. So yeah, uh, I almost locked this one down. I, I just I just didn't feel right picking a blowout here, but that's what we're going to have, Mike. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Maybe the first quarter, but Ole Miss pulls away. Uh, Dart gets his pads his number. This is why I like your prize pick. Yeah, because if you score seven touchdowns, one of them is probably your quarterback <laughs> strolling in. Give me Ole Miss forty nine, Vanderbilt twenty one. Boy, that does look like a Lane a Lane Kiffin Vanderbilt <laughs> yeah. special, doesn't it? It does. Forty nine to twenty. My goodness, why do you hate Vanderbilt? <laughs> because you hate Ole Miss, so I got <laughs> I got to even this thing out, Mike. <laughs> How about this? You may be exactly right, Shane Vanderbilt, and these are efficiency numbers, which is even worse. Vanderbilt, a hundred and twelfth in the country against the run, uh-huh. or even worse against the pass, Shane, one hundred fifteenth against the pass. I mean, they could do nothing. And how about this, Shane? Ole Miss defense. Mm-hmm. Two games in a row against SEC competition, they've allowed fewer than 300 yards to each opponent. Yeah. First time they've done that in back-to-back games since 2009. Now, it was against Auburn and Arkansas. It's not exactly like the two hottest teams or anything, but that's still that's pretty damn impressive. And that's a testament to Pete Golding and his impact on this team and the strides that they're making on the defensive side of the ball in Oxford. Maybe you're exactly right. Maybe I'm totally discounting them Ole Miss Rebels and who knows, Shane? Who knows? Maybe that's why they give Georgia a game. I don't know. I'm not saying they do, but uh, they got to get through Vanderbilt first, Shane. And I got nothing nice to say about Vanderbilt. I don't think it's quite the blowout you do. I got Ole Miss 38, Vanderbilt 13. So I got them covering two, but by half a point, because I think you're absolutely right, Shane. And I, I think, sure, Ole Miss could score 49, 50, whatever, whatever points we want to give them. They can get there. Yeah. But I think this is one where Lane Kiffin's smart enough to know he's had a team that's been banged up yeah. a lot of the season. I don't think he's going to play many key players late in the game if he doesn't have to. Yes, you, you, We have to treat this, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but we have to treat this as much of a buy as we can. Yes, Kind of like LSU playing Army last right. week. They got up big, no one played in the second half, exactly. hardly. You know what I mean? So I think that's what we see here. Otherwise, it would be a little bit more out of hand. So I, I do like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss in the points, but just by a just by a hair here. You know what? Yeah. And I almost went – that was me. I, I had Vanderbilt with the points there for a minute, but then I thought about that game last year, and I was like, there's no way Lane's going to make that. He's going to try <laughs> to get this thing knocked out by halftime, like you said, so he could rest those boys. So a lot of points in this one. Yep. All right, how about this one, Shane? Game of the week. Been waiting for this one. Georgia, undefeated Georgia, seven and zero versus Florida, five and two. Red hot, both coming off a bye. The SEC does that, of course, you know, on purpose, giving these teams plenty of rest, plenty of build up. The battle for the SEC East. Georgia's four and zero in conference play. Florida's three and one. No one would have guessed after that Kentucky game mm-hmm. that Florida would be playing for the right to be first. In the yes, doesn't mean they'll stay there, but hell, they you made you made the point perfectly. If they can beat Georgia, yep. they can beat any damn team on their on their schedule. So game of the week, CBS Georgia favored by fourteen and a half points on a neutral field in Jacksonville, three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central on CBS. The over under 
is 47 total points, Shane. And you know how this, you know how you know this is an elite rivalry, Shane? I bring this up every year. I think it just goes over your head, though. I usually I'm, I'm thinking about what we're eating tomorrow. You know? They we're, cannot even agree how yeah. many times this damn game's played. Georgia says they lead 55 to 44. Yeah. With two ties. Florida says, uh-uh, you lead 54 to 44. They can't even agree to how many times they played. That's how you know it's a freaking elite rivalry. Who you got in the ball game? That's what I like about it, because Kirby will be certain to make sure you know that this is a Georgia-Florida rivalry. Yep. And Florida coaches, Florida-Georgia rivalry. So, you know, this this game used to be one of the most exciting football games to watch. It was right up there with the Iron Bowl. And it's kind of fell a little bit to the wayside here as Georgia's been on this monumental run. But still in the back of your mind when you come into this matchup, you're thinking this may be the year. And you would have asked me after – Florida, Kentucky, if this was the year, I would have said there's no way. I wouldn't even – don't book the tickets. That place – just don't go. Sell your tickets to them Bulldog fans, you know, because you guys are going to get your ass kicked. But Florida's been on a little bit of a tear here, buddy. Yep. And I, I think I, – I know it gets blown out of proportion because nobody cares about South Carolina outside of South Carolina, but going to William Bryce and winning the fashion you did was a big step forward – I think for for this for this ball club, man, and I I I think if we run Billy Ball properly, mm-hmm. they can they're going to be able to go. Now the 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 problem is is the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of Florida. Just as soon as you buy into that program, they they kick you in the ass, you know. And and I'm looking at Georgia. I told you I was on the bandwagon. That was before I knew Brock was you know injured, but. I think too much credit goes into how productive Brock is. He is a pivotal piece of that offense, but he is not the only piece of that offense. Right. This is a this is a program that is riddled with five star talent, and they perform. It's like as soon as you count the Georgia Bulldogs out, that's the ammunition that Kirby needs to fire up that squad and come out here and win a football game. But this one feels weird, Mike. I'm not saying that it's going to be an upset, but this is the one I really wouldn't be surprised if it's the fourth quarter and it's a one-score lead with someone. Yeah. So I didn't lock this one. You thought Obviously, about it, huh? I, and Georgia fans are happy. Florida fans are happy. <laughs> you know, this has been a popular one. Please, God, Shane, pick this team or don't pick that team. <laughs> but I think there's something to be said about how great Kirby Smart is as a head coach, and yes, this football team's going to look totally different than it did this entire season, but it's a team that will still find a way to win the game. It's going to be close. I've got Florida, man, just falling short a little bit here. 31, Gators 20. I, and don't You're be short 11 points. Well, <laughs> that ain't very short. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that, that it's a game – that it's like 24-20 gotcha. going oh, okay. in, and okay. then we get some kind of garbage score at the very end here. I, I Maybe like Florida's forced to go for it on fourth in their own territory, and they don't exactly. get it. Exactly, yeah. Then, that, in my mind, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That's how I usually do this. Like I, I predict a scenario, and that scenario is that it's a one-score game, 
and then you know Florida has to produce maybe does like Mizzou did against LSU throws an interception and you know so the the score is a little skewed. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, that was a fancy way of saying. You're on board with Billy Ball. <laughs> you know it? And you might be right, Shane. Graham Mertz, how about yeah. it? He's, he proved us wrong. Well, yeah. specifically me. Uh, number three nationally, 76% of his passes. He's, he's, he's been great. Last week, 423 passing yards. That was a career high. And he's, he's been starting. This is like four years now. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, a lot of that was at Mich- uh, Wisconsin. But yeah. career high. I mean, they're doing something right down there. Florida, never beaten. AP number one while unranked. So this is an opportunity, Shane, for to, to set some records and say we've been able to do this. This could capitalize and prove that everything Billy Napier is doing is working. We're building towards something. Hell, we may even win the SEC East. If we win this game, I mean, I, I think you'd have to you'd have to say that. Yeah. You'd have to LSU ain't got no defense. Mm-mm. Mizzou, get the hell out of not really, but we'll, we would say they that. They got a bye week. We yeah. can talk shit about them, you know? <laughs> if Florida wins, yeah, you got to get on the on the bandwagon. I, I really do think that this is the year. Maybe they're the new Vols. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Vols came out of nowhere year two. So all that's on the line. A lot of it, Shane, is all yeah. on the line. Big, big match. And you're right, Brock Bowers. I think he's the most complete player in the entire country. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best football player. And if they give the Heisman... I know he's injured now, but if they give the Heisman to just the best player, yeah, we know they just give it to the quarterback on whoever wins 10, 11 games. But right. if they gave it to the best player, hell, he'd probably already have a Heisman. You know what I mean? Like, he's that good. Yeah. And he would have won it this year, too, if not for the injury, if they gave it to the best player. So that is a huge loss. Who's mm-hmm. going to step up? Is Carson Beck ready for the spotlight? New defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong down there in Florida's got two weeks to prepare to mix him up, throw some new things at, yeah. at old Carson Beck. This ain't Stetson. Uh-uh. He ain't Stetson. Stetson, you know, you can count on him in the clutch to come through with these big plays. Now you're asking Carson Beck, who's never had to really do it outside of that Auburn game. And what did he do, Shane, when they got down? Mm-hmm. Went to Brock. Again, again, and again. Because, hell, that, that was a smart thing, and yeah. it worked for him. He's not going to have that option now. So I think you could be exactly right, Shane. This, <laughs> this could be a barn burner, brother. And this could be the Florida Gators day. Lock of the week, Shane. Georgia, 35, Florida, 14. Give me them dogs. Come on, (laughs) lock of the week. This ain't even going to be a ball game. All this bullshit. They beat South Carolina. South Carolina's awful, Shane. And they barely beat them. And we're sitting here saying, oh, my God, they they beat South Carolina? Like, this could be the team. South Carolina may be the – they may be the worst team in the East. They're pro- they're not, but they're probably the sixth team mm-hmm. in the East. So I ain't crowning Billy over that garbage. Now he beats Georgia. <laughs> we'll be changing our tune. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. I I think Georgia. Like I said, when 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 Kirby gets challenged, mm-hmm. this one he comes up the biggest. Yeah. And last time I checked, Shane, Georgia is more than just Brock Bowers. They are a collection of elite talent. Players are going to step up. It's their time to shine. Everybody talks about Brock Bowers. This is going to be an opportunity for a, a Lad McConkey, a Dominic Lovick, an Oscar Delp, uh Dejon Edwards, who stepped up in a big-time role last time Georgia played. Who, whoever it is, they, they could be a household name mm-hmm. by Saturday night if they step up and have a huge game against the, the Florida Gators here in Jacksonville. So I, I think the 
I think the Gators uh, get crushed, and I think I think Georgia cruises. Mm. Thoughts on that? Well, we both picked Georgia to win. I don't think that's extremely hot takeish, you know. But I, I locked them. No, I'm I, so confident. And you're sitting here saying, "Oh, it could be a tight one." I don't know, man. I told you because I feel like it. I feel like there's going to be an upset this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be this game, but let me ask you. We got five of them here, so let's just quickly run down here the the underdogs. Yes, sir. So Kentucky underdog. Uh, South Carolina underdog, Florida underdog, and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. So from top to bottom, least or most likely to pull off an upset. We talked about this yesterday, but just if you were to power rank each game underdog, the and I think we're on the same boat on the first one. I'm because I'm, you, you picked Kentucky. Yeah, I would. I'm right there with you on this one. You, Mississippi State would be two for me. You got number two. Mississippi I, I'm State. picking them to win too. Okay. I, this is where I got Florida. Mm. So that's all right. That you're wrong. That? That's okay. Yeah, you're just wrong. Yeah, didn't you lock up Auburn? Well, I tell so you, that man. Give, that should tell you how good. That that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. <laughs> but then I, I would probably put. I, I probably would put Florida. Nah, I think I put South Carolina third, mm. just because it's a lack of faith in A and M and Jimbo, yeah. and it's a it's an early. This, these are the. Perfect trap game, Shane. When you when you have a a noon or even Central Time, it's eleven. Yeah, you think? I mean, these Aggies are great fans. At night, electric atmosphere, eleven a.m. Central. Yeah. It's not going to be electric, right. and we have seen that stadium clear out. Yeah, when they, if they're getting beat and they're bad. Remember last year they had the guy running around with the <laughs> towel. I mean, he the, the the game was less entertaining than that guy. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's going to be that bad, but if South Carolina jumps on them. They're gonna be in. They're gonna be booing their team. So give me South Carolina number three in those rankings. I don't think that's likely, right. but I think that's more likely than Florida beating number one Georgia in Jacksonville, and then uh, dead last got to be got to be Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. I, I would I would I'd be right there with you. I'd say Kentucky. Then I got Florida. Then I've got South Carolina, Mississippi State, and then I've got Vanderbilt way down there. But yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, and 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 again, all it takes is one, one freaking upset. You know, we're having an emergency podcast about one of these jokers getting fired, or right, you know, or some some crazy drama. I just, I don't know. Feels like it's in the air. And and uh, let me ask you though, since you're uh, Mizzou, yeah, Shane. I was going to say Mike, but I was, <laughs> you know, since you're, Mizzou- I've been called worse today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> since you're Mizzou, Shane, yeah. For your Missouri Tigers, what would you rather have? Them dogs win and, and stay, you know, number one, what have you, or drop a game and lose some confidence going into that huge showdown next week in Athens. What do you think Mizzou fans are cheering for this weekend? Mm, I think they're cheering for a win. Because um, they want to beat the best? Hell yeah. You don't want to beat a – a, a beaten team, you know, or a limping in team. We want to beat a team that, and I think if you're Mizzou, this is a pretty nice scenario. Yeah. You know, you get a an opportunity to see what this program is going to look like without Brock in the in the right. in the lineup, and and honestly, and and you may laugh, but this may be since South Carolina the best offense that Georgia's faced. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes that gets overlooked. They just say, hey, well, defense is good. Defense is good. Well, yeah, of course they are. Look who you played, you know. So, Florida, if and that's why I'm kind of giving them the opportunity 
for an upset is because if they play like they did against South Carolina, what does that look like against Georgia? We don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know yet. So, I mean, you could say, hey, that's the reason that South Carolina had the lead in the first half because they had some sort of offensive production, which, you know, they just weren't able to keep it. So, yeah, um, yeah, I go round and around with that scenario, and and uh, I think it's very – I think it's – I think Mizzou is sitting kind of pretty here. So what's the narrative if, if the game – I like how you did this last week, so I'm going to start doing it. If the games play out as you just predicted, mm-hmm. let's say you go five, like you, you're the yeah. professor, you can go five yeah. and zero. Oh, yeah. I feel it. If it, if things go five and zero oh in, in how you predicted, what's the big storyline on Monday in the SEC? Mm. Do you think? I, if it goes like I predicted, mm-hmm. I think that that Mizzou Georgia game is what people are going to be talking about because right now Georgia's on a pedestal mm-hmm. and and they're. Tier A and everyone else in the East. Right. But if they struggle and it's a close game against the Florida Gators post Brock, I, I think that's the narrative leading into the following week is like, hey, we've got ourselves a damn ball game here. Georgia may not win the East. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's what happens because Georgia still hasn't shown anything why they shouldn't be the number one team in the SEC East. But I think that would, if everything plays out the way I predicted, I think that would be the narrative. And then also, so you got Tennessee winning. Yeah. Give them some confidence, road victory. Well, and, and, and let's be, let's be perfectly frank. I mean, let's not give away a pick from a week from now, Right. but it would be an upset if Mizzou won in Athens. Yeah. Well, I think Drake would tell you that if he was sitting in here. Yeah. And just cause it's, it's Georgia and just cause it's in Athens. So it would take an upset. So there's a there's a good chance that Mizzou loses next week, or mm-hmm. at least a, a solid chance. And Tennessee, you know, you're playing UConn, what have you. You know, back-to-back wins going on to Missouri. That's got to give you confidence that Tennessee can get some momentum. And not that they – it's a guarantee. I mean, it's far from a guarantee yeah. they beat Mizzou. But if they could beat Kentucky on the road, I, I would feel much more confident that they could beat Mizzou – to set up a potential SEC East battle with Georgia for the winner yeah. for that, you know? And, and and again, mine didn't have any splashy upsets either. You know, obviously, if South Carolina goes down there and beats Texas A&M, Jimbo may get fired, you know? Yeah. So that may lead. But if it goes exactly as I plan, the, the narrative, Mike, and, and you know it, it's going to be about next week, Alabama, LSU, yeah. Georgia, Mizzou, East West, how does it play out? I mean, these games will get forgotten if they're if it goes kind of like what I did because I had like a kind of a vanilla weekend pick. Yeah, and I don't know about you, um, I'll be rooting for chaos. Oh yeah, because I hate first week and well, I say this every year, but it, it keeps happening because Georgia and Alabama have been yeah. so dominant. But I hate we're we're one week into November and we've got the SEC ch- championship locked up. Yeah, I want that thing going to the last weekend. Absolutely, you know. So I I, I would. And then arguing why a one-loss team deserves the end or a two-loss team. Right, you know? right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. All right. Well, I can't wait, man, yeah. for these these matchups. going to be a hell of a week. And I like the fact that we are, we're different on several picks here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, so special show on Sunday. I don't want to give away too much, but we're, we're going to be celebrating Halloween. So yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be clowns. We've already done that. <laughs> I was going to... Uh, yeah, but anyway, we'll, something in that vein. So be on the lookout Sunday. Reaction show, opening lines. There's going to be all kinds of reaction. Power ranking show every Saturday night as soon as uh, 
the last SEC game ends. And if there's call for an emergency podcast, maybe I'm dead wrong. I'm, I'm wrong a lot, yeah. Shane. If Florida pulls off the upset, emergency podcast. If Texas A&M goes down, that's going to be emer- – I'm going to call yeah. it Jimbo's getting fired. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's opportunities for some emergency podcasts. Be on the lookout for that. But Sunday evening, we'll go live celebrating Halloween, so we're going to have a little fun on that one. But uh, anything else before we help off? That or be really sad and upset. You know, (laughs) you never know what Sunday Shane's going to show up. But uh, I look forward to seeing everybody again. Thanks for those Kentucky listeners for uh, hanging in there and going in with the Bourbon Bet. It's going to be absolutely uh, fun this weekend, and the shit talking has already begun. Yeah. So, uh, hey, this is Rivalry Weekend. This is one of the Rivalry Weekends, so I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you, especially those that are hanging out with us live on the YouTube. If you ain't part of the YouTube community now, I don't know what you're doing, but we do appreciate each and every one of you, even those that are listening on Friday with just the audio version. Yeah. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll catch you on Sunday, on Saturday. We'll, we'll see you all weekend. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. We did Vols. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.